And uh, our next guest uh, is mad as hell about what the heck is going on in our city. And uh, I know him. Uh, he went to Brooklyn Tech High School with me, and we were classmates. And, and he runs the Bowling Green Association. Uh, his name is uh, Arthur Piccolo. Arthur? John, good to talk to you again. Tell us. You're, I, I saw your emails. You're mad as hell about what the heck is going on in New York. I mean, we well, grew up together. We went to school together. Well, yeah, that's one way of characterizing. I try to put out a lot of positive messages. Uh, the message you saw yesterday is I think we need more imagination. We need more cooperation between people and organizations and companies for a better city. I was specifically here in Lower Manhattan. You know, um, a lot of these buildings remain empty. They're older buildings. I'm, you know, if the, the, the each of these building owners and managers, they see themselves as, you know, competing against each other when they need to be doing more cooperation and we need more imagination to create a better city. Um, I think the best way of characterizing the mayor was down here twice recently for flag raising ceremonies, and I spoke to him briefly, and I gave him some proposals I had. I told him the number one thing he could do, the most important thing he could do as mayor is to transform this city over the next four years is to create a core of assistant mayors. They may be assistants to the mayor. I would call them assistant. Let them think of themselves as assistant mayor. We have a hundred and more actual neighborhoods in this city, you know, not council districts. I said over a period of the next four years, create an assistant mayor in every single neighborhood in this city. Someone that people like myself and you, whatever the issue is, you go to that one person. That person immerses themselves in that community. They know everything about that community. I've never seen that kind of a concept anywhere. Um, he, had an he had one of his commissioners get back to me and say, oh, good idea, but too expensive. I, I disagree. We need assistant mayors in every single community, and I, I think that could be the most important thing he could do as mayors to transform city government and create a new kind of city for the 21st century. Well, I mean, he, he, I've been on Eric Adams, Mayor Adams' side uh, all along because uh, he has said he wants to, to fix the city, bring back the 66 million tourists that are not here right now, uh, bring back uh, law and order, and uh, and uh, I believe he wants to do it. Oh, uh, he does. And, and uh, what do you think is holding him up? Besides the state Senate and state assembly. Well, I don't know that anything is holding them up per se. Obviously, this is the nature of government. It's, it's easy to, for all of us to talk about doing things. And this is the largest city in the nation. All right. It's 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 a complex place. And I think he has to keep showing more imagination and getting more people involved like you and me, you obviously at a much higher level. But I think he needs to engage community leaders like myself much more. I also suggested he should have community, his own community councils, you know, people in each community who are not going to be paid. They're, they're basically just be at his, you know, serve on committees in each community. That it's keep not too informed. expensive if you don't, nobody gets paid. It's, it's, it's a good idea. You know, he's got to engage each community more. I think the healthy communities are the key to the future more than anything else. And we have, as I say, over 100 different neighborhoods, this huge city. You know, you can't basically look at it as just one city. It's 100 and more. It's a network of communities. And I think that any mayor, and right now this mayor, can do a lot more to think of this as a network 
of communities that make up this city and, and give maximum attention to each community by having people who report directly to him on the ground in those communities 24-7. And we don't have any system like that right now. Well, that's very concerning. And uh, uh, this uh, this was the greatest city in the world. It was running 24-7, seven days a week, 365 days a year. And <laughs> and and now when when I look down, you know, we uh, we have our offices, uh, the studios on Third Avenue. I look down Third Avenue, and there's no nothing there. It just it breaks my heart. Well, you know, another idea which, and and it may seem like not as important as it is, we have the 250th anniversary of America coming up in July 2026. I think it can be a rallying call for us to make New York City greater than ever before. I think we should make this city so good by 2026 that it's the focus of attention completely for the 250th anniversary of America as it should. And again, another proposal I made to the mayor, I said, I think he should start talking. Let's create goals that we're going to reach in this city by 2026 so that when the 250th anniversary of America comes, New York City absolutely is the best, most imaginative 21st century city in the country without a doubt. You know, Arthur Piccolo, this is Lydia Serrani. It's only a small fraction of people that are actually destroying our city. Most New Yorkers, they love New York City. They love America. They want to be safe. They don't want to pay high taxes. They want the schools to teach their kids, you know, reading, writing, and arithmetic. It's just this small element of, dis, you know, disruptors and the violent criminals, like John, you always say. Put those violent criminals well, away. That's you, all we're asking. Not to lock Arthur, everybody up, just the violent ones. The police commissioner, the chief of detectives have told me and Lydia that there's 3,000 violent criminals, repeat violent criminals, that have been arrested for violence five, six, seven, eight times, murders, uh, rapes, et cetera, et cetera. At what point? It used to be three strikes and you're out. At what point? You, you just put them in prison? If you got the 3,000 people off those streets, then the 8.5 million people that live in New York City will, will be able to live in civilization again. Crime is an issue, obviously, John and Lydia. Crime is an issue. But again, it can't just be about crime, all right? At the same time, we're fighting crime, and hopefully the mayor's fighting crime. He needs a vision for the future, an overarching vision for the future of the city. And the, fu- the vision for the future of the city in the 21st century is just not simply say we have reduced crime. That's important. It's necessary. But that's not a positive vision for the future. We've got to engage. You know, you've, you just talked about Lydia. You talked about the fact that, you know, a lot of good people, yes, but they're not engaged the way they could be engaged in basically building their own city, all right? Government, city government is a detached. I'm very involved, and I realize how difficult it is for me to operate and get things done in this city. I'm very savvy, and I've been doing this for a long time, and John knows it. I think let the mayor reform and recreate city government if he wants to be the next president. And that's my message. Fight, And that also involves fighting crime, because if people in each neighborhood are more engaged, I think it puts more pressure on the criminals. One of my 10 proposals to the mayor was an enhanced auxiliary police force. And imagine it 21st. We have something called the auxiliary police, but it's meaningless. I think we can get a lot of citizens, get give them certain kinds of benefits to not carry guns, but to be around in their neighborhoods, patrol own neighborhoods be a much more visible police presence. 
I didn't get any response to, to my proposal. How about when, he, when veterans come back and they don't have any jobs? How about we make them security guards or something since they know how to use firearms, et cetera? That's possible, too. But, John, I think we, the, the concept of the auxiliary police, citizen police officers who are not armed but who are uniformed to patrol in their own community. I, in my, I live in a rather good community, all right? I rarely, if ever, see police. But there would be nothing wrong, and it would be good for the mayor if I saw riding around or walking around people who were officers, even if they were unarmed, but they're out there to make sure the neighborhood is safe. So that's well, it's my a, like I'm concerned about violent even criminals. Even you and I might become auxiliary police officers under those circumstances. Well, you never know. You never know. Uh, but it's the violent criminals that we have to get off the streets. And, and uh, Stuart Cousins and Carl Hasty. let me tell you something. New Yorkers want to be safe, and you guys got to do something about it. Arthur Piccolo, what do you think about the school system? I mean, it's it's a travesty that you have some children that they're graduating from school, they don't have any good job skills, and it's not about – we know that most of the people that go to these the public schools in New York City come from the lower-income communities, yet – you look at the charter schools, which is also majority minority, and they have like a 98% graduation college acceptance rate. So what can we do as far as the schools? Because we know education is the greatest equalizer. There's no doubt about it. And again, we have to see them. This mayor has said he is very much focused on education. You know, I, I, I'm more supportive than critical of Mayor Adams. He's only been in office for a few months. He obviously has a lot of self-confidence. John knows him personally. I think we have to give him more time. But on the other hand, I think he's got to be more specific and he's got to do more to to face these issues like education. What is his plan for ensuring that over the next four years that the educational system in New York City is better? I think he needs to speak to the people more about all these issues and do it regularly. I suggest that he begin every morning in his office by no reporters or anything, just him sitting at his desk and basically talk to the people of New York City every day directly as though he's speaking to each of us one-on-one and talk about these different issues and talk about what's on his mind and talking about what he's going to do for education or other subjects. He's got to engage more of us, and I think he has the opportunity to do that, and I hope he does it. Arthur Piccolo, we went to a great high school, Brooklyn Tech, and we both got a good education there. and. And thank you for coming on this morning and reflecting your views. And uh, and uh, Bowling Green Association is a great association. You do a great job with it in, in southern Manhattan. And uh, maybe you should come to some of the Ferry Hawks game something. All you have to do is take the ferry. I, I'm looking forward. And let me make one last comment. Friday, I hope people will come down to Bowling Green at noon. We will be raising the Greek flag here in honor of the Greek community once again this Friday at noon at Bowling Green, and I hope a lot of people will join the Greek community here at Bowling Green this coming Friday at noon. Well, thank you so much, and uh, let's take that. We'll catch up with you again real soon, and maybe I'll see you at Brooklyn Tech sometime. Just uh, wonder, Do we have an a, uh, alumni thing coming on or anything? I think you know better than I. <laughs> we'll catch up.